Hey everyone, this is the Everyday Leader Podcast, where we hear from inspiring individuals building and leading teams across Africa. Today, I speak with Gabriel Akan Gab-Umodin. Gabriel is a seasoned marketing professional that is passionate about creating enabling frameworks that foster growth and is on a mission to help people and businesses achieve peak performance. With over a decade of business marketing experience, he played an integral role in transforming First Bank of Nigeria's operational model. In 2012, he joined the nascent Nigerian e-commerce company, Konga, and played a leading role in establishing the brand as a local household name. Before joining Ringier One Africa Media, Gabriel played a crucial role in the Suburban Fiber co-management team that successfully steered the acquisition and deployment of fiber optic media services into 5,000 homes, the largest deal of its kind in West Africa. Now with the African talent company in his capacity as group marketing head, Gabriel is currently exposed to constantly evolving job market dynamics and uses these insights to aid relevant product development, develop adequate customer acquisition and retention strategies, and decide on the appropriate brand voice for the group's pan-African jobs businesses. His career has provided him with vast exposure in IT, cross-functional marketing, retail, product development, and strategic planning. He holds a Bachelor of Engineering degree in Computer Systems Engineering from the University of Kent in the UK, and a postgraduate diploma in strategic planning and investment from Newcastle University in the UK. Gabriel and I spoke about his experience developing a new marketing campaign while at Conga, how he has remained agile to move across multiple sectors and countries, and how executive coaching sessions have given him a new perspective as a leader. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Gabriel. Welcome to the Everyday Leader Podcast. Really excited to speak with you today. I'd love to first hear from you, you know, you, you've been in various leadership roles for over a decade now. What initially inspired you to step up as a leader and, and what was an early experience where you found yourself maybe managing a team or a project for the first time? Yes, I have managed um, teams for quite a while now, but one of my first experiences uh, was during my time at Conga, Conga Online Shopping Limited in Nigeria. So I was initially hired as a marketing analyst and I actually quickly leveled up to managing a team of marketing professionals. So we were very young, uh, very green, and we had all this opportunity and potential in front of us. And, you know, we were a startup. It was easy to get carried away, but we also had ambitious goals and expectations. So that really kept us grounded. And, you know, we tried all sorts of marketing experiments. A lot of them were successful, some of them not so much. But, you know, we learned all through those together. And it was my job as a team lead to ensure that we remained innovative. Uh, we took experiments, we learned from them, and still delivered on the mandates that was, that was expected of the business. So that was one of my first experiences and it really shaped how I, I lead today. Um, it's made me very flexible on strategy, but firm on outcomes. So I, I appreciate that there are different ways to skin a cat and I encourage my teams to try new methods and tactics all the time. But at the same time, I always keep an unwavering demand for accountability and outcomes. You know, it doesn't matter which way it swings, what happened and what have we learned from it. That's the way I approach it. Um, finally, I also have a lot of empathy and I try to teach and support as much as I can. And that is how I grew so quickly um, in my career. And I try to help others get that same experience. I really like what you said there about kind of being firm on on the goal and then being a bit flexible on how you exactly you'll get there. And I'm wondering if there 
is maybe a specific example of your of your early days at Conga that uh, hit that lesson home? Yes, um, <laughs> there, were, there was many. Um, I think it was we were trying to you know develop a big sales event, right? And you know it was kind of similar to what Amazon has, you know, Prime Day. Um, Alibaba has, you know, the eleven eleven. You know, just a big ticket sales event, and um, we wanted we had no templates, right? The only template we had were those of Amazon and Alibaba's, and we didn't know what to do. We, we were almost tempted to copy the Black Friday global template, and I told my team, and I was like, "Why can't we do something different? Why can't we create?" something that's unique to, to to us. I know we copy a lot of our strategies from global e-commerce players, but we could do something different. And we sat down together, we brainstormed, you know, and we came up with this fall yakata. And what it really meant was like the prices fell completely to the floor. So it was like, it was a local term that we used and we infused that into, you know, our big sales event. And, you know, it, it was extremely successful and um, it was also a popular song by a very popular musician called Fela Kuti, you know, um, Yakata as well. So we used that as well in our marketing, and it was just a hit. Uh, we had the biggest one-day sales event in Nigeria's um, e-commerce history, and it's something that's continued at Konga till now. I think they run that campaign every year um, around November. So very proud of that, and I think it was testament to the fact that you know, we just tried different things, but we knew that we still had to deliver on that, you know, that big um, sales event that we planned for. That definitely sounds like a, both a stressful but rewarding experience in terms of driving that that campaign that you can now even look back and, and see the results are still uh, playing out. Now, you uh, did move on to focus on the, the talent space. Uh, what drove that decision to move into a, a new industry altogether? Um, the African Talent Company is Africa's largest career development and recruitment platform. Uh, we work through our portfolio of recruitment platforms in West Africa. So Jobberman, Nigeria and Ghana and East Africa, Brighton, Monday, Kenya and Uganda. And what we do is we try to bridge the talent gap, the talent and skills gap in Africa by connecting African talents to opportunities and developing their capacities to compete in the global space. So, you know, we understand here that, you know, solving talent challenges in Africa cannot be done without addressing both the supply and demand sides of the labor market. So we've actually just recently expanded our services to cover the full spectrum of African talent management. So we now offer online and offline recruitment solutions, business process outsourcing, and working with like-minded partners to dig deeper into talent development through things like learning, upskilling, and just ensuring that young Africans are better equipped to participate in labor markets with solid and relevant skills, right? And my role as the group marketing head is to ensure that our users on both the supply and demand side are aware and are able to utilize our simple talent solutions that we have developed. And eventually, I want them to see us as the trusted experts that we are in this space. Fantastic. So, uh, in your in your role now, uh, do you oversee a team, and how do you uh, kind of embrace this idea of uh, marketing to both, you know, the consumer side and a business side in, in the talent marketplace business? Yes. Yeah, so, I do oversee um, 
um, different teams. So we have different marketing teams in the different um, operating countries. So I oversee four different marketing teams. And it is it is um, definitely challenging marketing to you know both employers and seekers because they have very different personas, uh, very different um, appetites for content, um, very different perspectives. Um, but it's something that we embrace, you know, wholeheartedly. And, you know, it just means that we have to be very flexible and, you know, in, in our approaches. And we have to be able to understand, really understand our users. Because um, if you're, you know, speaking to two different people, it means that you're going to have to be a lot more efficient uh, with your marketing. And, you know, basically it means that we have to also understand our customers better so that we can use the best, most effective methods um, speaking to those two audiences. And you had spoken about this kind of bold bet you had made back at Conga on, on that uh, campaign. Is there something similar that you've helped drive over the years now at the African Talent Company? Yes. Um, I'll say the biggest bet we've made is our renewed vision. Um, we want to be Africa's solution to bridging the talent gap. And, you know, we believe that the future is digital. So we see that work must be done to bring trust to online recruitment. And that's why we have developed this hybrid approach to recruitment that meets the employers where they are so that we can match them with the best talent. Um, at the same time, we also understand that upskilling and developing talent is crucial to ensuring that they are not left behind and can hold their own as the world of work continues to evolve on a global scale. So I know you've now been in kind of a, a top leadership role in marketing at in two different uh, sectors. Uh, but I'm sure that the people management side of things probably, you know, has stayed somewhat uh, um, similar. Uh, what what are your learnings been in terms of working through others? Because at a at a high level in a marketing role, you you can't uh, you know develop and implement every single strategy to to move the business forward. How have you approached working through teams in your leadership role? On reflection, I would say the the most difficult part of working with people or managing people is is actually managing expectations, right? And, you know, if both parties are not aligned on what is expected from each other, um, there will always be some friction and disappointment. So what I do or what I've learned over time is to try to seek and provide as much clarity as possible uh, with my team to ensure that we're all on the same page. We know exactly what is expected of each other and, you know, um, ensure better or happier outcomes with that interaction. Um, in terms of my personality and, you know, leadership style, it's definitely, it's definitely morphed or evolved through time. Uh, when I was younger, I used to always sweat all the small details, you know, and try to be perfect, you know, make sure that everything's perfect, et cetera, <laughs> maybe because I had more energy, <laughs> right? Um, but now, as I am a bit more advanced in my career, I, my focus is firmly on the big picture. You know, so like I said earlier, you know, stay flexible on the strategies, but be very, very firm on the outcomes. I totally relate in terms of, you know, needing just to focus on what you can and, and the big picture, especially in a leadership role is, is where you uh, kind of play that unique uh, role. Um, is there maybe a superpower that you've identified that uh, you've been able to lean in on even as you uh, grow up in the ranks? Oh, well, if I had to pick a superpower, <laughs> I would say um, agility, right? Um, I am very adaptable, and I, I, I easily embrace a lot of new responsibilities and challenges that are put in front of me. And in my career, I think I've utilized that superpower to great results. 
Um, you, you go back to the start of my career, you know, I was working in strategy at First Bank. Mm -hmm. And then I got the offer to become a marketing analyst at Conga. And from there, I took on more responsibility on, on more the strategic side of marketing. Mm -hmm. And then I added the creative side. You know, and ever since then, that experience has just taught me to always, you know, like um, embrace challenges, embrace new responsibilities. And my career has just been new responsibility, new challenge. After after that, you know, every 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 move I've made has been new, has been fresh. Um, I moved to South Africa from Nigeria, you know, to to work with Rome and now the African Talent Company. So that was a new experience as well. <laughs> and I think you know, my next challenge uh, when it does come will definitely be something new, something I haven't done before. And that for me is my superpower and is has worked very well for me in my career so far. And so besides the kind of the on the job learning that that happens in the types of roles that you you've been in, have you sought out other forms of learning along the way and, and which have been most impactful or useful for you? Um, yes, I have I'm definitely taken a few courses here and there. some marketing courses, um, and some product development courses. I'm very interested in product development. Um, but one thing that has really helped me a lot is coaching. And, you know, um, coaching definitely has helped me expand um, the way I view um, managing people, the way I view um, managing my deliverables, um, executing my deliverables, my approach to, um, to workplace culture, et cetera. So I would say coaching has definitely been something that has, you know, really, really opened my eyes and given me a new perspective on how to become a more effective leader and a more um, empathetic human being in general. Um, so yes, I have taken a few few courses to help me with my career so far. And, and just to, to kind of double click on the, the coaching element, um, you know, I, I presume these are kind of one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions where you reflect on uh, your leadership style. Um, is, is that the type of coaching that you have had experience with? Yes, so executive coaching. Basically, and yes, it's 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 definitely it definitely helps because sometimes you need to throw things, you know, on the wall, and you need someone to be able to, you know, to receive that and you know give it back to you in a way that makes sense. And you know, having that one-on-one -on -one coaching really helps with that. And you know, it's 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 good to also, you know, take your time to analyze things and have a, a, a listening ear to help you, you know. So a sounding board, basically, that can help you process better. So that that definitely has helped quite a lot. Do you, you maybe have an example of a scenario where, you know, you maybe acted differently or took some other leadership stance almost as a direct result of that reflection, that sounding board that the coaching sessions provided? Okay, so an example is, you know, um, my team. I, I was directly managing the marketing teams across our different regions, you know, and we had an opportunity to or mandate to to drive a localized effort. So basically try to make sure that we have much stronger teams um, within the different regions. And, you know, it was my perspective that, you know, we had to keep it a bit more central and a bit more together for a longer period of time. And, you know, but the business wanted to move to that um, localized structure quite quickly. So um, I was a bit of a, a, a longer head for that decision. Um, but, you know, speaking with the coach made me realize, you know, that, you know, the bigger picture was more important. 
And at the end of the day, my job is to make sure that I support the business's mandate, you know, as thoroughly as possible. And if that means, you know, stepping out of my comfort zone and, you know, doing more work in the short term to ensure that long-term result happens faster, then that's what I need to do. So it allowed me to embrace that uh, perspective. It allowed me to come up with uh, frameworks and approaches to ensure that we got to that structure much quicker. And I think, you know, um, it's paid off quite nicely and um, the business is all very happy with where we are right now. That, that certainly sounds powerful. And is that is that coaching resource something you sought out on your own or is it something that the company made available to you? So I was fortunate the company actually did make that available to us. Um, it was one of the most brilliant things that we've done so far. Um, so it was available to our leadership team. And to be honest, um, it's something I would encourage anybody across any level in a company to to partake in. Um, if you can't get that, find a mentor, find somebody that um, you can speak to regularly that has a level um, level head that can give you, you know, quite objective feedback. Um, it is very important because sometimes you can get stuck in your own head and, you know, you can't, you might not be able to see from all the right angles. So um, if you have the opportunity, um, try to get a coach. Um, if you can't afford one, find a mentor, you know, or force your HR team to consider it <laughs> if you have that pool. Well, I'll definitely second that last part uh, with, with Coffee Chat. That's what we do. So definitely keen on working with teams to, to make this type of resource available uh, to all their managers because there definitely sounds like it uh, benefited you. And, and it certainly uh, was what inspired me also in my own experience working with a coach to, to start uh, Coffee Chat. Now, you, you mentioned earlier on the team that you guys have kind of restructured in, in a few different ways in the past. Can you speak more on, on how the African Talent Company has embraced the future of work? What are, what are certain um, structures or strategies that you feel that the company is really embracing well that's helping transform the company so that it is an agile company that helps um, you know, its, its B2C and B2B clients really uh, make the most of mm. things? So I would say something new, right, um, that we've um, tried uh, related to future work is we're gradually stepping into the BPO, so business process, business process outsourcing space. And, you know, we believe that Africa is the next global labor frontier for remote work and gig work. You know, so we're beginning to, the continent is beginning to, is starting to draw international attention for its viability as a BPO and gig economy destination for a lot of reasons. Right? Some of those reasons are, we have a predominantly youth population on the continent. Um, there's a lot of language diversity. Um, there's a lot. There's relatively low labor costs, amongst others. So the opportunities in this space are actually quite enormous, and we just need to make sure um, that the African talent company is ready and well equipped to take advantage of them when they come. Fantastic! I couldn't uh, agree more. And uh, just as we start to wrap up. Are there any other trends besides the business process outsourcing that you have seen uh, from from your perspective in the talent industry or any broader themes on marketing uh, since that's been your area of expertise? So in terms of the sector and the employment sector, I would say um, flexibility has to, to be the major trend, right? So um, the post-pandemic era has definitely reinforced employees' confidence, right, to demand flexibility in the way that they work. So while, you know, going fully remote may be off the table for most companies and organizations, 
and the hybrid work model offers an excellent middle ground for both employees and employers, right? So if you're a company and you're keen on staying at the forefront of productivity and innovation, you must embrace the hybrid work model, all right? Um, and flexibility is also an effective way to take a proactive stance against the quitting trend that we're seeing right now. So there's a lot of quiet quitting um, happening um, in the labor markets. So having that flexible uh, work work model can also help you know combat that that trend that's happening. Um, also, I think companies must also be on the lookout for tech solutions um, that will significantly impact productivity. So this is definitely an area to be alert and keep up with any kind of changes and innovations you see, like automation, etc. So you know, with the persistent shortage of talent, you know, having automated solutions are a terrific way for companies to optimize routine tasks and use your resources more productively. So if you're, if you're lacking, if you're not getting a lot of access to talents, find automated solutions that can automate certain routine tasks so that you can actually get the job done without having so much uh, talent burden. So those are some of the trends I've seen in the employment, in the employment sector. Amazing, thank you so much, Gabriel. And I really appreciate your time today. Lots of uh, powerful lessons and, and insights that you've shared from your career ranging from uh, Conga all the way to the African Talent Company. So uh, appreciate your time and looking forward to following you on your continued journey as you look uh, for other ways to uh, grow the continent and grow your career. Thank you very much, Chris. It was a pleasure.